Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's time to do the show. We're here, Wednesday night, time for a street fight. We just left the elevator tap room over on 4th in Columbus, Ohio, where we watched the AEW Dynamite Wrestling Program every single week, Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Come hang out with us. DSA is there, very heavy. We met up with uh, the local Columbus Tenants Union was there at the watch party tonight. Thank you, Luke, for introducing yourself. They got a benefit show happening April 11th at the Elevator Tap Room that uh, we're going to make an appearance at. So uh, that is one of the fun things to do in town right now if you live in Columbus, Ohio, or ever happen to visit. Otherwise, you've been waiting. Some of you in the chat uh, have been waiting. We've had some technical difficulties, but we are here. We live stream this thing on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter. You can watch the show. You can chat along with everybody else watching the show or just continue to listen to the podcast. That's completely fine with us. And if you want more of what we do, there's a whole bunch of it available at patreon.com slash Radio. That's how you help us spread this mess across the U.S. Support our organization as we continue to create a community far and wide across the flat earth that's into mutual aid and camaraderie um my name is brett my co-host is brian we're street fight radio the number one anarcho comedy radio show in any station across the nation we're almost nine years into this thing yeah i think we are this is our nine year anniversary this year and uh we are you know doing better than ever and have a lot of stuff planned. Um, we have some live shows coming up in April, and we're going to do Hellfire again in May. So head to streetfightradio.com to get to tickets to all of our live shows. Well, yeah. <laughs> Very worried about those right now. Yes. So. Um, coronavirus has ticked up. I know I was an asshole about it before, but, you know, I now feel scared. <laughs> I don't feel scared. Here's the thing. We're both a couple of guys. We're not... Geniuses, you know what I mean. Nobody, we don't come on this show and say we're geniuses, but uh, it didn't seem that scary two weeks ago sure. to me. It didn't seem like anything. I'm glad we're taking preventative measures. It does feel uh, different nowadays because everybody can work from home. So, like all the people that we know are getting sent home from work because laptops are ready readily available. Bird flu was around. That wasn't exactly the case. You can like have a Chromebook for work. Yeah, it still sucks, man, because there's like a million jobs, well, more than a million, actually, literally, that you can't do from home. And yeah. I don't think those people are going to be taken care of. No. That's my guess is that they are not going to get their sickly. They're going to be out sick and they're going to be fucked. You know what I mean? They're not going to get paid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we should and we the we should make there should be a lot of special circumstances for this. There should be some sort of a way that, you know, we can't get in trouble or we don't have to have sick people going to work, but the infrastructure isn't really there. That, well, it's uh, not for, for your, you know, your basic general, any job where you deal with the general public, you are not set up with a sick policy with a comprehensive sick policy. Usually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, it's not even, if you work at the grocery store, you work at food service, you work at any of the big box stores, right? You aren't, you aren't set up to uh, to take time off for this kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I guess like uh, I don't know the Republicans like just today. And here it is. 
I got the story right here. Look at that. Having something like ready that is uh, that is pertinent. Very good. Uh, this is from Huffington Post, which is a cesspool of a website. But uh, Democrats hoping to pass an emergency paid sick leave bill to deal with the fallout from the coronavirus were stymied by Senate Republicans on Wednesday. Makes sense. Senator Pat Murray tried to speed the measure up for a vote on the Senate floor through a procedural maneuver, but an objection from Senator Lamar Alexander prevented the bill from bypassing Republican-controlled health committees. If, if there's one thing that shouldn't be controlled by Republicans, it's health committees. They're not the ones I would trust. <laughs> I would not pick them. They don't fucking love science, Brett. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We I, need some fucking real nerdy Democrats over there. Yes, that's the way to go with this. I mean, so, we should have, like, doctors in charge of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Wow, that's radical shit, man. <laughs> but if we have old hillbillies from tennessee old like southern gentry oh hey like probably lamar alexander has probably got some bad stuff in his past okay. i would guess some skeletons in his closet um but they don't care yeah. they just like none of I, I i would go as far as to say uh there are a lot of people that just don't fucking care at all about uh um people that work at McDonald's and like, I would put that on the Democrat side too. I mean, we should be talking about paying people. We we're going to have to start talking really about closing a lot of these places. I think if look, I was not spooked out and then Ohio state canceled college. And then I was like, well, that's because there's international students and stuff like that. You got to, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. They never canceled when I went. They canceled twice when I went there. But they, I hear that's a very rare occasion yeah. where they cancel classes. So I got a little nervous there. Then the uh, then the Arnold happened. It a slight uptick there in that one. Yeah. Then now we're not allowed. I mean, no indoor events at all. Really. I mean, me and Brett are looking at having our tiny little shows fucking shut down. You know, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think they will. We have Just a concern about it. Our guests m might not make it here. Yeah, I have a concern. We have a concern about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, now we do not want to cancel shows. By the way, I posted this online, but like, we are not canceling well, unless I somebody do. makes us. I want to cancel shows. Actually, I would rather like do the right thing and cancel the shows, but we don't have the kind of insurance to protect our shows like we just lose money that's the thing with a lot of this stuff is like you just don't make money now yeah that's true i mean for a lot of people if you don't go to work they're just not going to get paid yeah yeah you're right i mean i think like yeah we got to pay for those people i don't even i've been thinking about like the people that are prepping right and I'm like, I am so the opposite of a prepper that I don't, I'm not going to survive. I'm not going to survive a quarantine. I can't get food. I've never stored food. I know I should go buy it, you know? Yeah. Maybe tomorrow I go buy some food, but I, I don't even know what to buy. You know, I'm, I'm not going to want to eat none of that stuff. I mean, you know, you get it once you get it from the store and you get it in a house, you never want to eat it. I, I, I don't think we're going to be at that level of scarcity. I mean, even China has uh, has beaten back most of a lot of the initial surge of it. Like, yeah, they're, they're being positive about it. I don't think it's like running rampant 
uh, and taking out like I just worry about our government, dude. Yeah, they're not good. Like that's and the, we're not prepared for this. Yeah, kind of stuff. I worry about the people that we fucking pay taxes to and put in charge of this thing. Yeah, okay, guy, shut up. Uh, but the people we put in charge of this thing—that's like Donald Trump is not the guy I would put in charge of this. Neither is Joe Biden, by the way. Not the guy I would put in charge. I mean, I don't even know who to put in charge. It's like if the military is the people they always put, like, in the movies, when something like this happens, they always just put the military in charge. Right. (laughs) You're worried that it's going to be... Yeah, martial law. There's going to be tanks going down the streets with megaphones telling everybody to stay inside. What if I can't take my walks? We're going to have to put uh, soaked towels and put them in the windows. I'm going to have to get one of those. I'm going to have to just walk in a circle in my house all day. Uh, Get a treadmill. I I have one. I've been trying to get rid of it for 10 years now. Okay. It's been sitting in my basement. Nobody uses it. It's the oldest treadmill that you can probably buy. And it weighs like 2,000 pounds. So I don't think I'm ever getting rid of that thing. Yeah. 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 That's when you're going to just leave and leave that as your uh, landlord's problem. I'm leaving it to my daughter when I die. Okay. Like, you get the treadmill, kid. Still works. You know? Those treadmills, man, that is like buying that, that, that's, I don't even know where I got this thing. Like, it's just in my basement. Somebody offered me a treadmill and I fucking took it. The, the, the new Brian. 2020 brian would never take that yeah i think whatever year i took it i was like boy this is a big free thing come up yeah well it's big and i was getting it for free yeah so i assumed it was a good deal yeah it's great for hanging laundry on now i've learned that when you get big things you have to get rid of them yeah and this is along with the dryers or the washers you know yeah this treadmill and this giant oh no i got rid of the tv Actually, the guy that came and took the washers took the fucking TV too. Okay. Took the big TV. Lovely. I was like, thanks, buddy. But now I wish he would have taken a treadmill. Now that treadmill's hot on my mind. Yeah, call the treadmill. Call yeah. up. Call the treadmill people to do it. Absolutely. Let's do some news. The treadmill people. Let's do some uh uh I saw this I saw this letter to the editor for you, Brett Payne. And uh, I think, oh my God. What? Okay. And I think that you're going to like, you're going to like this letter to the editor if it opens. Because it's saying the Columbus Dispatch is not a safe website. So. Oh no. Yeah. It's got all that fake news on it. No, I just want to go to it. I don't. (laughs) That's true. It does have all of that fake news on it. One of those mainstream media spins. <laughs> so I'm on the Columbus Dispatch's website. This is a letter to the editor. I wanted to read this to Brett because I think, uh, well, I agree with you on this too. On this, this is a Columbus thing. It's also a story that like a lot of other people could, uh, that a lot of other people are going to identify. Okay. With, okay. Interesting. So this is this gentleman, Gabriel uh, Mann of Columbus, uh, just giving him a little. Uh, Gabe Mann. Yeah, the Gabe man uh, wrote this letter to the dispatch. I just got a phone call from the Columbus crew ticket office. They were calling previous guests to sell tickets for the upcoming season. It just so happened that I had reporter Bill Bush's Monday dispatch article on financing for the new crew stadium open on my computer. 
I read from the report for the crew staffer, property taxes will be diverted from the Metro Park System, Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, Columbus Metropolitan Library System, and agencies that serve the mentally ill, seniors, at-risk children, and others. I told, him I, wanted, I told him I wanted those taxes returned to where they should be going, to which he chuckled and said, okay, Gabe, you have a nice day. <laughs> and then uh, he hung up. Um, I don't think the crew front office understands that people in Columbus don't support shady deals that cheat our own residents just so they can have a second stadium that's replacing a perfectly fine first stadium. Yes. City council needs to take a second look at what they approve. Yes. There's, He's right, but they we're start, fucked on they, that count. Yeah, we're just going to be bitter. We're just going to be bitter, angry, like people that ruin the crew fans' time. But we didn't choose to be this way. No. They created this when they bamboozled our whole fucking city government to take away money and put it towards their stupid soccer team. So I, The I, lowest for, attended team in the league. Yeah, for people that don't know about the Columbus Crew saga... Uh, was it last year? Well, okay. Yeah. So we have a major league soccer team and we have an arena for that soccer team. We built an arena specifically for the crew. It was one of the first soccer dedicated arenas. Stadium. Stadium, whatever the fuck it is in the country, uh -huh. right? We did that. Yeah. We made that. For yeah. Them. They put it in a Lowe's parking lot. Basically. Yes. And a Frisch's, big boy, is not in a very hip part of town, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's very close ah, to yeah. a hip part of town. Yeah. Very close. But mm, not really hip over there, you know? You go to Aldi if you want. <laughs> yeah, you go to Aldi, Frisch's, yeah. That's... So anyway, this guy that owns the crew says, I'm fucking leaving. I'm going to leave Ohio. I'm going to go to Austin, Texas and do my stupid soccer yeah. thing. A couple years I, ago, it got sold to a guy. Which I am not saying that soccer's stupid, by the way. Soccer's fine. Yeah, I like the the Columbus crew can stay here all they want. I, but they then threatened to leave. And then a campaign was put on that I'm very, very skeptical about. You know, who put that thing together now? You know, save the crew. Like I'm just looking. Yeah, I'm just I'm fucking seeing their twelfth dimensional chess. You know what I mean? You know this was like developers, right? And like, well, yes, it was developers and capitalists and stuff like that. Like, I mean, what? I mean, honestly, what has been proposed from the beginning was the the guy that bought the crew did it with intentions of getting Austin interested in buying the team or bringing it there. But that was also a way to get Columbus to say, hey, don't go to Austin. We'll build you a new stadium. Yes. And and uh, so they made it sound like we were coming together as a community to pool our money in. It's which, hey, hey, I don't want to pay more. I'll take it out of the fucking... Don't take it out of the town. I was going to say just like, fine, tax me. Maybe no, leave have it. Have the motherfuckers that want to go to the games pay for it, you know, through season passes and tickets and stuff. Save up your money like <laughs> I have to. <laughs> yes. Get a piggy bank and you you write stadium money on the side of it. And then <laughs> what you do is you take 10% of your income, you put it in an envelope, and you don't touch that envelope. That's how you get a new stadium. Yes, but instead, we are fucking paying for the stadium. They're putting well, it 
in another part of town that, if you ask me, it's not very hip either. But I know what they're doing, you know. But there's well, already, like, parking problems over there. There's so many, there's so much shit. But really, the fact is, they're taking this money out of places that need it desperately. Yeah. They're offering tax incentives and all of that garbage. But, so here's what actually happened, though. The guy that wanted to take it to Austin, there is a clause in Ohio sports law that <laughs> if you want to leave, you have to offer it to a current owner in Ohio. You have to offer it to someone in Ohio. So the person from the Cleveland Browns bought it, I think. Yes. That's the story, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so they bought it. The other guy is probably going to start a team in Austin and get like to start brand new and build a fucking million dollar stadium and make all that money. 50 or 60 million. And to Austin people are probably going to pay for that. Too. Yeah. With taxes, right. not not again. Everybody not the, wins. All the all the fucking capitalists win here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fucking people that need the, like none of the people that need the money we're going to go see the crew. I guess is one thing, right? Like, like it was expensive. Yeah. What the fucking, yeah. And there's 250 people at a stadium. What the fuck? Why would you want to see that? Yeah. This is fucking bleak, dude. Nobody likes to see an empty venue. Well, now that's all we see, but you know what I'm saying? There was nobody fucking there, dude. There's nobody there. Nobody cares about it. It's fucking the, the thing about it is that there's people who deeply care about it and they tend to be upper middle class developers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Clintonville was huge. Clinton, there was, it was Save the Crew all over the neighborhoods and even yeah. the businesses too. Lost Weekend Rick Records had a big Save the Crew sign on. Well, there. they probably asked to put it there and they put it there. I'm going to mm -hmm. hope that they didn't believe in Save the Crew. But I mean, they're, they're entrepreneurs. That's the kind of people. The the entrepreneur types. Yeah. Not me and Brett. We run a small business, but we are against the crew stadium. Okay? Yeah. But it was like all those people, and they can get fucking anything done. That's almost what's so frustrating about the election, is it's those same people, they can make anything fucking happen for themselves. They want a fucking brand new soccer stadium that nobody's going to go to. Yeah. They can get it. Yeah. And if they wanted single-payer health care, they could fucking... They could, make, they, they could get us there. They refuse to fucking do it. They only do it for their fucking little hobbies, you know? Yeah. My little soccer game. Playing a fucking... They could play that fucking game in a high school stadium, and it would be fine. You yeah. know? There would be enough seats for the people that want to go see the fucking thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, instead, uh, they, they're going to make like a Disney World of chain restaurants downtown for people to go. They wanted people to have people bar hop. Go to Ch Shake Shack. <laughs> yeah, go to a Shake Shack. Go to a Shake Shack and then go to like a, 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 a fucking... World uh, of Beer. World of Beer. World of Beer afterwards. Maybe you could, maybe they'll have like a few stores where you can buy like really expensive camping gear there. Yeah, that's always, that's always when you know you're in a nice area. <laughs> 
you know, like this jacket it's only 475 but it's rated to negative 48 degrees so i can see why it costs that much every nice city every city yeah you every city. like the 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 rich part or the downtown area yeah, you're yeah. like okay the north face store uh you got yourself a yoga pants store architerix uh what architerix juice juice, juice yes. some kind of juice you know with cayenne pepper in it so it don't taste good yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, it's funny. Uh, Naomi sent me a, a, a text about complaining about the brunch, and she was laughing. She said she got sick from the brunch herself. Yeah, yeah. And like, I wanted to say is that I am really, I am highfalutin as hell. I, I've, I've paid ten dollars for like overnight oats in Brooklyn, New York, and shit. And and even when we went to commune for for Katie's birthday. I, I really like expensive, high-quality food. That place was just a fucking sham. Like, it's just annoying when someone is like, oh, Detroit's a really depressed place. Let's open up something that feels fancy and looks like an Instagram blog, and people will pay $16 for fucking quesadillas. Yeah. You know, it's like you didn't do anything. You didn't put any. You didn't put anything into it, you know? Nobody does. They don't do it. They, it's all. Well, it's like it's a grab. It's just like it's. It's not anybody that's passionate about what they're doing. It's someone that has enough money to spend on that kind of stuff, to just invest in that. That yeah. always wanted to be like a restaurateur. Yeah. It's like, I just want to be like in the papers. Yeah. Talking about my creations. I've always wanted to own a restaurant. That's my, been my, <laughs> my, been my dream. Okay. Not like, not be a, sh not like make my food and share it with the world. Just like, start a restaurant and make money from it <laughs> yeah let's do something funny man let's have a little bit of fun here uh so this video showed up last week uh from an account called catatonic use okay which uh i highly recommend you follow they're awesome on twitter on twitter yeah catatonic youths catatonic youths they have like a lot of really great videos but this got sent to me a whole bunch and uh it is genuinely worth listen it is genuinely worth hearing I okay promise and uh i'm getting it up here i i gotta get it up here so what this is is they posted it as head pe for president now i'm gonna play this and you're gonna fucking think it's fake because i thought it was fake dude i couldn't even believe it but let's hear let's hear what's going on with uh, the the writers of uh, Hey Bartender. <laughs> so that's a little bit of banter. They didn't even hear it. They didn't. They hear didn't. It. Hear, oh. What? Start from the beginning so that our, our, right, our streamers can hear it. Let's, let's just... Wake up! 9-11! Seek the truth! You can find it on the internet. That's the only place you'll find it. You'll never hear it in public school. You're not going to hear it on the fucking history channel. Come on! This guy's doing Street Fight if it was launched in 2008. By the way, yeah, like that's what this is. If this show came out in 2008, we would have been. If we would have had enough people in a room, I definitely would have said that. <laughs> if we could have got like a whole stadium full of people, that's what I would have said in 2008. <laughs> Let's hear some more. 
brother. Hey, bitch. I don't. Nobody wants to see the soldiers die, but nobody understands the Muslims either. Smart. I mean, it's something. This it's is enough. To, it's enough to get a. It's enough to make some really fucking stoned person be like, "Whoa." Well, what about the people that are getting killed by the troops? <laughs> they have stories too. Like they could be like me and you. <laughs> That's all you want. That's all you're trying to do is just push poke and prod in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Just like think about it. Just think about it a little bit. No, no, no. Don't. I don't care what. No, no. <laughs> Mull it and think about it in the shower. Mull it over. They would never want your opinion. They would never want you to think they're trying to change your opinion. You know. Like, that's what they're doing. They're like, we're trying to change these people's opinion, but we also, if they disagree with me, I will defend to the death their right to do that. That's like that's the kind true. of philosophy. I, I think you're right on that. That's <laughs> I've true. been cornered by this guy for fucking, since, since Ron Paul Revolution, I have been cornered by this guy a, a million times. Well, talking about hard rock too, I mean, even with the, with the Metallica aspect, uh, uh, like they're, the 80s stuff is so anti-war. It's incredible. It just goes to the point of like, what is somebody that died for the country's last thoughts? Like they take you right there yeah. to say like, what is happening here? Uh, I, I think uh, like heavy metal is an arena where you can just go right to those limits. Just step well, right on the fucking edge. You can sing edge. about death and destruction yeah. and stuff like that. And it, it, that's what people want to hear. It's palatable. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, but there's a way to talk. There's different ways to talk about it. Like what's justified death or destruction or what's something questionable when it comes to death and destruction. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Let's hear some more. I fucking love head PE. They're, they're your new favorite band. I would go see them in concert now. I've never sure. listened to them. What was their song? Hey, bartender. Ooh. That's think... see that like so disappointing to me that someone that's like trying to like here, wake here. people up there's their their number one hit is called hey bartender take a look around you forgot what you came here for what's your theory why are you trying to play that game you won't forget my name they also have a song and i think that's in here where he says "Ooh, i need some head say "Ooh, i need some head so he Ooh, ah. yeah there's some incongruities here's some more but everybody there it is Watch the movie Zeitgeist. The Vatican is holding the I truth about one. Jesus. He wasn't really a god. <laughs> Zeke Zeitgeist was great. No. Did you watch that one? I would I never would have. I never. It's just not in my wheelhouse. The thing that is great about Zeitgeist in which he's referencing there is that it does go through and it rips apart Christianity. Yeah. Like it explains how like worshiping the sun you know like in the sky we move to the sun that is controlled by them so like instead of worshiping the earth and creation we were funneled into their doctrine of like control okay <laughs> and uh it it like it i liked it because it explains how like you know jesus had all of the same characteristics of like dionysus and some of the i don't uh, some of the egyptian dudes like all of these he was like the culmination of a lot of the epic messiah parables that came before him okay like he was that was his like and zeitgeist is good for that i fucking love zeitgeist <laughs> 
I don't think I'm not gonna say that I won't condone it, but that I did. You're like, not you're not co-signing on the ideas and zeitgeist, but you like it as a movie. It puts information out there that like <laughs> people need to see next. Like just some people need to see next to each other. Like oh shit, like this motherfucking Jesus Christ is just like Anubis. Like he's just like all these other okay. fucking people. I'll you tell know? you what, I'm gonna watch zeitgeist. I will it try gets, to find it and watch it. I thought Zeitgeist was loose chain. It is. It is. Oh, That's what I say. The religious aspect is one part. The other aspect is just basically proves that the government did 9-11. Yeah. Jeffle can't melt steel beams. It, but basically what they're doing is like, and I like, is that they're going back to like, they're going back to before fucking Christ. I mean, they're going back to the Illuminati has been in control of us for thousands of years and all and of their control has led to 9-11. Okay, so it starts with the Illuminati in like the 1400s. It starts with Christ, dude. 2020 years ago. Zero BC. That lie that they told to Zero. us to whip everybody in line and get all the European fucking people together to start doing their colonial shit. Okay, okay. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, so let's all wake up to the fact that evolution is a myth. If anybody out there still believes that we all came from Adam and Eve, wake the fuck up. That oh shit! <laughs> wait, that he said. Is... Wait, he said evolution is a myth, but we didn't come from Adam and Eve. Yeah, let's go back a second because that is like a breakneck kind of thing. There, here we go. From Adam and Eve, wake the fuck up. That is an cast deep rock. Yeah, so let's all wait, wake up to the ahead. fact that evolution is a myth. If anybody out there still believes that we all came from Adam and Eve, wake the fuck up. That isn't even realistic. Nine <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That isn't even realistic, dude. But, how, but that doesn't... So either we came from Adam and Eve or evolution is real. He's but on he, some new shit. Evolution is a myth and we didn't come from Adam and Eve. <laughs> he's on some new shit. Oh, I got it. Yeah, he's like he believes um, <laughs> chariots of the gods. What's that? 70s book, uh, also the basis of Battlestar Galactica. No. The idea that like a TV the show. ancient Sumerian people were visited by space aliens that brought oh, like no. an intelligent DNA that what? like turned monkey people into like, that's like the Who Babylon, that's like the center of all the Jesus Christ stuff. All of the bi biblical stuff is because there were there were people from another dimension galaxy outer space came and visited like the monkey people here and gave them like the smarts Thumbs. yeah chariots of chariots of the god it's a they, good they book they probably it's a really took a thing and went deedle, 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 over their head and turned yeah. them into a guy i can't believe you know all of this stuff you're freaking me out here oh the babylonians from fucking zero okay the shit's been going on since before look, zero look up in a ancient egypt inside of those uh <laughs> pyramids there's pictographs of helicopters and all kinds and okay. astronauts and all kinds of advanced machinery none of this is true <laughs> okay here we go I'm, I'm i'm like taking the controversial stance that none of this is true here's more 11 truth read read uh zachariah sitchin something religion Ooh. Bullshit, all of it. I'm so glad I could get this out all over the internet airways for planet Earth. Hillary Clinton's got a big fat ass, and I don't give a fuck about Barack Obama. 
Obama either. There's free energy out there. They charge us every fucking month for electricity. I'm so fucking tired of this shit. And it's up to us and you kids to take the fucking power back. Make some Yes. I agree with that. I agree with everything about electricity, not the the Hillary Clinton or let's not do Barack Osama, okay? It's it's just come on. The guy was a guy. You know, we had him in there. He's Obama. We got to respect him. Not yes. Really. I mean, you know. That's funny. Also, it's it's because the you know the thing about it is I can I have been on this path. I like I when, know. This is you. It's such a it's but the thing is it's such a narrow mindset like a very specific thing because Zachariah Sitchin is an author <laughs> that wrote exactly about the ancient Sumerians that were like met by aliens. He has this book called The Twelfth Planet, which I read like when I was twenty-two years old and Probably was fucking was just like holy shit, yeah, dude. Fucking good stuff. Did you corner people and caught you're too good looking? No, I never cornered yeah, people. Yeah, you're too good looking and self-aware that people probably didn't know you were a maniac. I would I just think. drag people I would just drag people into all night conversations and yeah. just let go off. I would, I still like doing that. You would like sit well, I, I talk to you all the time. We end up always having to talk about work, though. That's probably what it is, you know? We're always talking about work or politics or Metallica. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> but I have never, I, I never knew that you, like, did the whole thing, you know? There used to, I mean, yeah, there wasn't, like, the internet wasn't as cool before. Like, books were more interesting. Now yeah. books aren't as interesting as social media. But yeah. Before then, you could, like, I mean, the, the Danzig clip you were talking about like we can play that too okay. i was absolutely into that that oh, kind yeah. of stuff i loved ancient books of the bible i loved the um gnostic gospel the the like secret shit that they like the egalitarian jesus shit that like the unifying theory type mathematical jesus that is like i a, ignored jesus yeah. from the day probably from fifth grade i would say See, i first time i said i don't believe in god was in fifth grade I remember it. I was sitting at a table with like three other people and they were like, no, don't say that, Brian. Hey, don't. Hey, that's a big risk you're taking right there. Okay. So, there's somebody in the, somebody like, it's so funny to like, it just feels, this is, feels like reminiscing about old TV shows. Cause it's such a, a, it's such a dogmatic thing. But Brad Storch mentioned this book called Holy Blood, Holy Grail. <laughs> and it's, uh, I mean, it was the epic shit that, uh, you know, that uh, was a really big deal. And I, I think at that time, I, like I had to conquer Christianity. There were so many people that were like, were on that God shit all the time. And I was so annoyed by it, you know, like this was, that was just the time period I was in. Yeah. yeah. And I was also trying to jujitsu them into being like, man, Christianity is actually like some radical com communism shit. It's like, no, yeah. in, Real Christianity is like a no money society where we all look out for each other. Like See, I was trying to we fucking really, beat them at their compassionate game. I think we were both sides of the Ron Paul revolution, me and you, because I got really into like capitalism, like where it was just like, dude, oh, like you, if there was no rules on capitalism, it would be cool because everything would just be taken care of through paying money. And like, yeah. I, well, I really responded to like that side of things where it was like, it seemed at the time to be pragmatic. And I always believed that there was like a dark side or light side, I guess, whichever side you're on where they did 
traffic and this stuff where so, I was like, I never gave it a chance. And one of the reasons I think that is, funnily enough, would be the shock jock stuff I was listening to were so like nihilistic about that stuff. And it was just this like really fucking that was what was informing my brain. You know what I mean? Like listening to eight hours of radio every day and not even really understanding what radio is, you know, like in a way it was just kind of like not understanding that people with a microphone aren't special. They're not like a a higher breed of human than me. They're embellishing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't believe they were embellishing. This is a persona that is not their daily life. Right. And then like, yeah, because I just thought they were all wild. I've said this before. I thought that when you became a, a, a comedian or a podcaster for a career, you had to wake up at a regular time and go to meetings all day. It's just all meetings. Too much meetings. just all this talking. Yeah. You know? It kind of is. Somewhat. But also, you can, like, just for a whole day, like, listen to something to talk about, too. Yeah. Or watch movies or something. It's different than like the my picture was nine hours of work. But anyway, so I would hear all that stuff and it like they would yell about loose change. They would yell about zeitgeist. You uh-huh. know what I mean? They, about in what they way? hated it. They were so mad oh. that people thought nine eleven was fake right. or whatever. Right. And it just fucking really made them mad. So I like didn't believe any conspiracy theory. I probably still don't really. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in any conspiracy theories very strongly, you know? So do you, did you read Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith? No. You didn't? No. That seems like that would be very, like, old wiggy type thing to read. I, if you read, were in- I read a book called 1776, and I read the Ben Franklin uh, big biography about him. I read some founding father type shit, you know? I read Wealth of Nations up to the part where he admitted that capitalism was unfair and that we would have to do something to take care of the losers. Like, he wanted there to be competition, but he was like, there's going to be, like, losers that we have to do something about because we can't just let them fucking lose. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was, he had a humanitarian streak to it, and I was just yeah. like... And then that I think that was, that was definitely me, like, probably getting uh, Noam Chomsky books after that and... Like getting into more radical, I think radical politics from there. I think I did. I studied Christianity. I studied capitalism. I tried to do it all just to have the well, the the knowledge base, and then was just like, you know, it didn't. None of it panned out. Yeah. None of it was like stuck or made sense. And that includes, you know, I mean, once again, I would rather, I would like to believe that there were giants that came here and turned us into humans. I don't think that matters. That it's like flatter. No, it's I like flatter to me. It's the same thing. Like, I believe that probably some sort of aliens race came don't from here. Don't say that. You don't believe that. They were led by uh, Colonel Adama and all of the brave people on the Battlestar Galactica, and they made it here to Earth and a few thousand years ago, and they created uh, humans. They... You know, uh, and it's it's amazing. It's yeah. way it's way better than the dumb shit story I've any other story I've heard. Yeah, here's more. Some noise for fucking head PE. I woke up in a nightmare. I wanna know is it too late? Ah! And I'll tell you 
another thing. Don't vaccinate your fucking kids if you just had them. They're putting mercury in the vaccinations. It's filled with old dead fetus tissue and all kinds of shit. 9-11 was no. a fucking lie. It's an inst- Yeah. <laughs> These guys always go too far. It's always like three steps but no one who gets too to, far. Who gets to say it, though? I agree. Well, head PE saying don't vaccinate your kids isn't going to make anybody not vaccinate their kids. I don't think anybody's looking at them for that kind of information. I mean, it's going to just confirm the, the, the people that are already following the Great Awakening hashtag on Instagram. Is that a thing? I love it. I've never the Great Awakening. It. People are always talking about how when folks are going to wake up and realize that fucking fluoride is rotting their brains and shit. Cool. Cool. Here's more. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the vaccine thing is that's also something I've also, even when I was conspiracy guy, people were like, yeah, that's why I want to vaccinate. And I'm like, no, 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 fuck no. Please do that. Please. Doctors like they know way more than me. You got to have a little, you can't be so arrogant that you think, you know, fucking everything. You got to defer to professionals on shit. Like, some shit like that yeah the government is definitely lying to us about 9-11 my the doctors are not when it comes to vaccines no <laughs> i've met enough doctors to know that they genuinely give a shit about saving people and yeah. they all seem to believe in these things you're not you're in head pe right you know what i mean right. like let leave that up to the doctors why don't you do the vaccination i don't think this guy's having any kids by the way but do the vaccinations you know yeah here's more Vaccinations, it's filled with old dead fetus tissue and all kinds of shit. 9-11 was a fucking lie. It's an inside fucking job. Get with it. I'll tear the pussy up. I'll let my nuts hang. We'll take the fucking planet back from the reptilian forces. <laughs> I believe in reptiles too. <laughs> you want to more than anything. I don't think you really do. I mean, it's a good way to just categorize people. Joe Biden's a reptile. Like, yeah, just it just means somebody that is beyond reproach, somebody that can't be rehabilitated, somebody that has to be like shoved out the airlock or whatever you call it, thrown into a volcano. Just somebody that isn't going to be able to fit with our new world. Like, they're yeah. going to have to be ostracized because yeah. they're not human. Yeah, here's they're reptiles. Here's a little more. Jesus died on the cross. What is that human sacrifice? His blood's going to save me? That's that's sick. That's like <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> okay, on, yeah, let's go man. Back well, just a second here, here. Dude, but but His religion's going to save me? That's that's sick. That's like hey. some Dracula shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, zombie Christ, dog. He came back up from the dead just like a motherfucking zombie would. They get so worried about like the supernatural parts of Christianity. Yeah, you but know? it's a but here's the thing, man. Religion has ruined a lot of people's lives and made them feel like shit for a really long time. I agree. And I don't know how I was not affected in that deep of a way, but I can't imagine some of the people that made it out of these crazy ass Christian fucking homes right. that don't always just have a fucking seething rage for that shit. Yeah, I mean they they but they also sound like them. Like when you're doing the no vaccines things, when you're like start going down this stuff, I mean, you're also in the same camp as I mean, fucking Christian like the the Duggar people, quiverful yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, you the the earth is flat. Once you start realizing that, all of a sudden you're surrounded by, you know, people where the only the women can only wear skirts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. These guys are 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 
They believe they're probably deeply conservative. Like a lot of these people are deeply conservative too. You think so? In a way that says you shouldn't conduct yourself this way, and like uh, homosexuality is uh, yeah. caused by like uh, fluoride or something, yeah, or, that kind or some of sort stuff. of government program. Like, yeah, soy. I don't. Yeah, I, it just all fits into the same thing. It's it's uh, it's 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 like a very tiny rebellion. Yeah, in a way, you're rebelling against orthodoxy, but also putting out the same message. Yeah, you can't. You didn't move very far. You just changed the wording. Yeah, here's a little more. Stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Children, what's that sound? I do not eat pussy. Just fact. What else these kids want? See. <laughs> That's conservative ass <laughs> bullshit. You should eat pussy every time. <laughs> no, that's a fact. He doesn't do it. Oh come on. See that's see they lost me. See I'm not not for president. <laughs> they had me in the beginning and they totally lost me. Yeah, absolutely. Here is uh here so uh, I wanted to play this next thing. This is actually you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this and then we'll play this this next uh work thing because i have a work thing here that mm -hmm. uh i have two work things i want to cover so i don't know what's going to be in this politico article but i assume people are going to hate me for it you're in what do you mean so politico guy got a hold of me today and said would you be interested in doing well i would like to interview you about why you progressives wouldn't vote for biden okay so I was like, yeah. And I just explained it to him. As the day goes on, Tell my me. anxiety is like growing about it. Because you don't I'm know like, what's going to oh, be sad. They're definitely going to frame this and I make mean, me look bad. Yeah, we do um, We do like hour-long interviews with people that love us. Yes. And, and they put about four minutes of that into an article. Yes. I... If it's not, I can't imagine. I don't know how nice they're going to be to you. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't think it's going to be editorial. I think people that read it will be mad at me. Sure. Yeah. Very mad at me. And then they're probably going to yell at you too. Just you're going to get I some deal of with my that. blowback. But they don't, they don't, the they don't want to deal with yeah. me. I yell back. <laughs> they're like the centrist lib types. You know what I yeah. mean? So, I mean, the first question a guy asked me was like, you said that the liberals are mad at you again because you won't vote for joe biden and i was like the liberals have been mad at me since 2011 like th th from the day we started this thing we've had crazy moderate liberals yelling at us you know what i mean and uh yeah I we're emo fucking, we're emo progs from yeah, back in the day yeah i just fucking i didn't even say anything that edgy i, I said like the least edgy things you could say i said like i think that the party uh uh I, 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 so here's what I said. I kind of basically was like, I'm not even really a Democrat. They haven't been guaranteed my vote since 2008. And in 2011, I kind of radicalized a little bit. And, and, uh, I just, I, I believe in these left principles. And, um, so Bernie Sanders inspired me. Like I was inspired by him and the movement behind him. And that, like, I put, a lot of shit on the line for this guy. I mean, me and you endorsing a president is going to piss off part of our audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, 
I kind of was just like, it just feels like they've looked at this energy and these people and they said, we have to stop them. And uh, if they think they can do it without me, then go for it. You know, I don't care. I'm one fucking guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not a million people. My vote doesn't count more yeah. than anybody else's. And my vote is not going to be the difference between Biden and Trump. But to vote for Biden, a guy who was behind a lot of the, you know, crime bill stuff, he, he's a drug warrior. Uh, he has said that he's not going to do student debt. He's not going to do anything about student debt. He says that people have to suck it up. He paid his way through. Um, he is, he just said the other day he would veto Medicare for all if it somehow fucking made it through Congress. Yeah. And, uh, he's a guy that like has been on the other side of immeasurable suffering to the most vulnerable people and people in my life, Yeah, you know, I've lost people to the war on drugs and shit. And, uh, I don't feel like. I feel like if I'm advocating for people, those people are not Joe Biden's people anyway. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not for them. And he is not going to do anything. He, I think, has active contempt for those people. And uh, I saw this thing as a way to, I, I saw Bernie Sanders getting into office as a way to get working people negotiating like we would have, we would be able to negotiate better. We would have a better negotiating position. Yeah. If we had our healthcare and our kids could go to college and we weren't tied down with debt and there wasn't this like police state fucking looming over us that he helped build. So I wouldn't be advocating the people for the people that I do this show for, if I advocated voting for the guy that did that stuff, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I mean, uh, for me, I, I'm turning my back on that. If, if that's what they're going to do, um, I want to focus my energy on things outside of that because I've lived through Bill Clinton. I lived through Barack Obama and the type of things that I want to see happen are not happening. There's no representation for working people and the stuff that we face and benefits have gotten less and wages have been stagnant and you know pensions have been obliterated by the stock market and a continuation of the standard democratic policies mean nothing to me and the people like you said that we do the show for that's irrelevant we're not gonna you're gonna fuck us over you're gonna gentrify our fucking neighborhoods to make a dollar you're gonna do uh everything you can to prevent us from having uh, a little bit of comfort you know providing services for the money that you're taking from us you know not forcing us all into a gig economy job or having two and three fucking jobs at a time i, I don't really don't give a fuck to say no to joe biden because it they're going trump is going to do a lot of the same shit that joe biden would anyways you know yeah yeah and and i think like uh it's 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 just there's it makes it, there's more important things for me to do besides uh when joe biden is if joe biden were to be elected it wouldn't stop me from trying to change the world because joe biden's the exact kind of person i don't want to be in charge of it yeah yeah and and, and i think like um i i just think that like 
what guarantees do we have under him? And I don't think you know this fucking guy can win Ohio anyway. What pisses me off more than anything is that there are so many of us Bernie people that are out there and out loud and proud. We're expected to join them instead of saying, we are the angry mob. We are the people. There's so many of us right now activated, ready to take down Donald Trump. You need to fucking join forces with us. There's no reason that you should expect us to come over to your side. Yeah. If you're blue, no matter who, you need to go with the person that has people on the ground willing to fight dirty and willing to canvas and spread the vote. This is how you get a fucking defeat against Donald Trump. It's not going to be uh, by doing Hillary Clinton again. Yeah. And I just, I, I think that like, it, I, I feel justified and, and I don't really even, why would, why would he have my vote anyway? Like in what world? Would would that the even be something that he would count on? The thing to one of the things to champion him for is that he repealed his own drug laws twenty years later. Yeah, right. He just set up mandatory minimum sentence in like the eighties, ruined lives. Yeah, and just then in so many lives. Twenty twelve was like we're gonna make crack and powder cocaine the same offense now. Yeah, it's like with oh, a mandatory minimum sentence, right? Still, but now it's not gonna be as racialized. Yeah, and it just feels like like we they we were so it felt like we were in the lead we were winning in an entire apparatus the party the press I mean, lined up to beat us they I, beat we should, us we should still be trying i'm, I'm gonna go canvas again i think i'm going to uh it's not vote. over it is not over it is not over but it feels bleak you it's, know it sucks I think it's annoying to see how many people are actually out there ready to do political activism. And then, you know, there's the same reason. I mean, I've said this forever. This is why I'm, I don't get into this shit. All it takes is a bunch of people over 40 years old going to the polls one time and pulling a lever. That's all it is. That's all it yeah. takes to defeat us is that we have to deal with, we have to deal with the, the people that are just going to go for vote for Biden. They're not because of their belief in Biden, but just because they're they have to pull a lever and they don't want it to be in our favor. Yeah, yeah, they don't like us. And here's the other thing too, like I am not against voting at all anymore because I've seen gains made by left candidates in statewide, local, and and like city elections, and I do think that there is something to that, and I think we can win those. Yeah. You know, those are, yeah, I don't think I, I think the, the, the there are a lot of uncontested races out there. And if we, if we can win enough of that, we will run things. Yeah. Now, I haven't done my victory lap yet, but I got a screenshot already of me saying like, if you weren't around for 2016, the democratic party is going to fuck us fuck him over they're yeah. like that's what they're there to do they lined up to do it they the the articles that you read but the articles that you read when he was the front runner was how are we going to stop bernie sanders yeah. and that is me they want to stop i yeah. don't see that as him and he's I the see only that one things i believe in yeah. you know and he's the only one that they would ever say anybody else was ahead they would just celebrate it yeah if like Pete if they, was they, ahead they, those votes, then they would have been like, this is great. Pete's going to be the nominee. They aren't blue no matter who at all. They, no. No, they don't give a shit about that. They, they don't give a shit about winning. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 
or I guess in their twisted mind, it's winning the right way, which is always a shooting yourself in the foot fucking statement. Yeah. Or it's winning, just we like, want to win with, you know, a, a strong Democratic presence like Joe Biden. Well, they want to. First of all, they don't have to win because they all have fucking jobs That's in true. the end anyway. They, you know, they, it doesn't they, fucking matter they live if they win of at all. Yeah. Number one. Number two, uh, they want to win, but they don't want to do anything. They don't like Joe Biden winning doesn't really fucking do anything. They're saying like we're gonna return to like what it was like in the Obama years, and it fucking sucked. You know? So like Occupy happened. Yeah. Black Lives Matter happened. They just totally wipe away what happened between 2008 and 2016. They didn't close Guantanamo, they didn't prosecute any bankers. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. They made a fucking insurance thing that fucked every single working person I know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just fucking mind blowing. So if people are mad at me, that's why. I think I'm going to mute the tweets I made explaining myself because now it's gotten so, it's like got 3,000 retweets where it's like getting to just weird people. Brain dead people. Who the fuck are you supposed to be anyway? Why are you so important? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I do have, I mean, more important than you. I agree that my opinion on who I'm voting for is not newsworthy. I 100% agree. And I probably shouldn't have even done the thing, but I figure, fuck it. Yeah. I get my voice out there. What the hell? You know? Yeah. If nobody's, if, you know, who else would they have talked to? You know, although they're probably gonna make me sound like a dipshit. Let's do some work stuff. Uh, the first one I want to do is so lately when I do show prep, I go to human resources websites and just see what the HR is talking about, Brett. Okay. You know, HR, our best friends, our advocates on the inside of the company is what HR is. Yeah. Right. They're, yeah, better than a union. It allows us to better. be be recognized for our own individual success and have a one-on-one relationship with our employer. Yeah. It covers our needs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this article just bummed me out when I saw the headline, so I'm going to read it to you. Taming March Madness in the Workplace. That's not, <laughs> that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> In the run-up to March Madness, office workers will soon fill out their brackets and bet on which combination of teams in this year's NCAA men's basketball tournament will make it to the final four in Atlanta and which team will win it all. For many employees, the office pool is a fun tradition at the start of every spring. But it's smart for employers. Is it smart for employers to allow gambling in the office? What? Fucking, can you this person? This fucking person had to write this. Yeah, we don't need this. This is totally not needed. This is the least needed thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's just such a naysayer attitude. What, yeah. what do, we're stuck working with each other. We're supposed to be a family here. It's happening. They this don't is, it's like... A tradi- it's a, it's, I mean, it really is like a, an American tradition. It's I've like been a going relig- on as long as I've been alive. Yeah, it's it's something that does happen every single year at this time. I have, we have a friend that's taking a couple of days off work. It's like a a religious fucking outing. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's fun. Me- it's meaningful. It is fun too. Yeah. Come on. If you, I don't know basketball, so I don't have fun because I don't win anything because I don't know any of the teams or any of the players. But. But man, it's fun for those people. They love it. They imagine they imagine like the ideal worker to be somebody that's just laser focused with no personality. Like Yeah. The, they come No, no, they don't they know that they shouldn't be developing relationships with their coworkers. They shouldn't all be putting $10 down or all agreeing to buy a six-pack of beer yeah. and the winner gets to keep all of them. They shouldn't do that. We we need them to just do work instead. That'll this keep- is so aggressive towards sports guys too, because like the sports guy gets like six days a year where he gets to talk to everybody about sports. Yeah, you know, you get your March Madness. The, only the first part of it. By the end of it, nobody cares anymore. But the first part of March Madness, you get to sit and talk about with people. You get to talk about the Super Bowl and a World Series. That's what, the only time sports guy gets to even talk to people about NBA sports. NBA championships has been pretty good. NBA's been ripping it. That's true. They did cancel the first part of the season. Sure. The NBA, okay, NBA, Super Bowl, and uh, March the Madness. World Series is, is really hard to put in there. March Madness. I don't feel like people the world go series. bonkers to Who the Who was in series. the World Series I think, in October? I think I was just about to say the Cubs. But let me look. Was <laughs> no one I, the Astros? They won because they cheated. The Astros cheated to win. The Astros and the Nationals, and the Astros cheated, and they got caught cheating. And now they're not doing sh- fuck all about it, Brett. Okay. They were like they at their home field. Now this is a dumb guy's understanding of what happened. At their home field, they had fuck. They bugged the other team's dugout, which is kind of like hey. Yeah. We got ourselves a home field advantage. Don't they? They also had cameras watching the signals. That's baseball. That's, that's the game of baseball. Home field advantage to me, baby. That's the advantage of home. When they, when they say home field advantage, <laughs> that's what they mean. I think the Patriots, like, deflating the balls a little bit. It's like they only did it there, and, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think I don't think that we should punish people for being competitive at all. <laughs> Baseball's so fucking weird to me because, like, people really do worry about the integrity of baseball more than anything else. Yeah. You know? It's it's like with baseball, people are like, this steroid era, we got to just throw it out. With everything else, it's like, boy, the steroid era is fucking awesome. You know? Well, I guess the football guys don't like the steroids either. Mm-mm. I like them. I don't mind them. But they, they don't hurt. So uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, let's see the the beef with March Madness. On one hand, letting employees throw down ten to twenty dollars to bet on top seeds and alma mater or Cinderella teams can create office camaraderie and boost morale. Ding ding ding. Yeah yeah yeah. But there are risks. To, there are risks too. Some worry that employees who are fixated on the basketball games will shirk their work. Others are concerned that office pools will open the company up to legal problems. Who's going to snitch on a fucking office pool? Someone's going to call a gambling hotline and say there's an illegal game going on down at uh, Telassurance. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about, like, fucking major corporations. Yeah. Chase Manhattan Bank. I I heard there's there's a little... 
they got a reality show pool going. They're putting money down on that Love is Blind show on Netflix on who gets married and who doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the fucking... Uh, that's what my dad used to always... Because, like, March Madness is the open... I mean, that's basic-ass work gambling. Everybody does March Madness gambling. I feel like Street Fight should, maybe. But then you have to start betting on, like, back in the day, like, you bet on Survivor, you bet on Big Brother. You really had to get some a pool going for everything. <laughs> for all the time you had money on the line. Yeah, I wish there was better betting sites. I do have one on my phone that I, like, sometimes mm. look at, but I don't. I don't gamble. See, I mean, yeah, playing online is it's just like throwing money in the wind. You got to get like six people you know and really put money on the line. That's a way to develop a good friendship. So it says betting on March Madness is a common practice. One in five adults placed a bet on the 2019 men's basketball tournament, according to the American Gaming Association. An estimated $8.5 billion in bets were placed in casinos through bookies online and in office pools. Now... I most office pools you don't get shit anyway. Most of these companies clamp down on that anyway. You can't do it for money. You got to do it for like fucking little Debbie's treats. Really? My wife never gets fucking money, man. Oh, the one she sets up, or like the one they do on the the side? one they do at work. Well, there's a if the work conducts it, that's one thing. But if somebody in the office sets something up, else up, you can get money from it for sure. I don't think it's legal, though. And most businesses yeah, yeah. don't let you do it. But you could just do it at your house after work. It's like, oh, yeah. this isn't how we don't train the money after. This is a non-work related event here. I mean, 10 or $20 amongst a dozen people is not that hard to wrangle. Like, you were, like it's the, that can fly under the radar. Uh, given, given the popularity of March Madness pools, most employers are reluctant to put the kibosh on them. Even if employees become distracted, sneaking peeks on their smartphones or screaming at the TV in the lunchroom. Doesn't happen. Most employers view lost productivity as a price worth paying because the tournament is such a morale booster and they don't want to look like Scrooge, Peter T. Shapiro. Yes. Yeah, that's the right answer. Lean into that. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to help them out, but if you like are fun and treat your employees... Like people that have interests and passions and shit, you will get more work out of them. Yeah, yeah. It says here this guy is actually giving it like a, he's like they're not going to come after you, you know. Just it, I guess you're right. It, the the article basically says like if the company's not doing a poll, it doesn't matter if they fuck pool. It doesn't matter if they fucking gamble. Yeah. Who cares? I want to get in a money one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but I'll lose, so fuck it. Never mind. A company fun one is 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 obnoxious because they're just gonna give you like company script or like you said, a little Debbie's cosmic brownie. Uh, but uh, my dad always played for money. <laughs> the larger the dollar amount, the more it puts the company at risk," said Anne Marie Ahern, principal and employment lawyer at McCarthy. Le oh my good God! Wait, what if someone's accused of submitting a bracket late or rigging it in some way or picking their friends? As employers, how do you mediate? Here's here's one thing, right? You can't rig a game. There, running, nobody, <laughs> nobody. Who's running a dirty March Madness pool? Like, why are they that concerned? Like, well, what if somebody? Well, it was all a ruse just so that Mike could keep everybody's money. <laughs> what if the mafia gets involved? In this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if? What if some local gang members challenge us for turf? <laughs> 
Huntington Bank versus yeah. like the the, the uh, East Side Lords. <laughs> you're gonna gamble on the East Side of Columbus. No, 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 no. We ain't doing no March Madness shit. You roll dice outside if you want to put money on the line. That's the only game we play. <laughs> How funny. I mean, that McMillions thing really has kind of messed with my brain, though, because the mafia was like rigging the McDonald's game seems like such a far out of the realm of world. I also, it, it's, it's like you see how you couldn't take those two things and connect them together, but you couldn't imagine they would actually do it. No, it seems the mafia seems like such a joke. You know what I mean? Like they don't seem that powerful, but they're rigging the goddamn Monopoly game. You know? Right, right. It's like, eh. I, but the thing about the thing about it is nice about the mafia is it's like the it's like the power of being in a union, like you can capitalize on opportunities to like strong arm a financial situation. Like if you see something like a McDonald's game and you have the muscle to go into like the factory that prints them oh, and let say me tell like you give me the happened. million dollar one. Let me tell you how because you'll love this, dude. They're, they McDonald's outsource the Monopoly game to an advertising firm. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. This advertising firm had a security guy that they hired. That there was so many steps to make sure that this thing went off without a hitch, and he was supposed to take them and in a briefcase that's handcuffed to his arm and all this stuff. Uh huh. And he just stole the fucking things and didn't take them anywhere. And then sold them to a mafia guy. Ooh. And then the mafia guy, they these motherfuckers are trying to give them to everybody they knew. You know, you got to spread it out. Or yeah. they figure out, like, why is the mafia winning all the Monopoly games? Yeah, yeah. You know? So that's, like, how it happened. And now I look at it, and I'm like, I never believed you could win that million dollars. I no, never, I didn't either. I never. ever believed that I'll... anybody took that money home. Yep, yep. I'd have a whatever. What was the big Park Boulevard or whatever? Park Place and Park Broad, Place Broadway. Yeah, Boardwalk. I'd have one of those and just be like, "There's no way in hell I'll see another one." <laughs> Nobody is gonna have this. this yeah, they is... don't make the other one. Yeah, yeah. I've got fucking forty Park Places that I've got over the summer <laughs> eating McDonald's two times a day. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that the lottery's not fixed like that. You know, not the numbers, but the scratch offs. But I've Did, seen people win a lot of fucking shit in the scratchies. Have you heard the ep what's the epic story about the guy that hacked the lottery? Do I don't you remember know that an epic story about the guy that hacked the lottery? Oh man! I uh, mean, not the, I'm not talking about the numbers lottery. Well, that one you can't. I don't think you can. You can. That. I don't know. This this person was able to spend enough money. Every ticket had to be printed off individually, but they were able to get the lottery to keep pushing itself to it was like millions and millions of dollars, and they could spend like a couple hundred thousand dollars on tickets and get a fucking win out of it. And then a competing group found them. I don't know what the article. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like I'm like really uh, dazed right now, but I can't remember what the article was all about. This. I want you to read it though. Yeah, I mean, it is wild that like. It's I, I can't. I was thinking about the Monopoly thing the other day, and in that show, there's a lot of FBI agents, and I fucking hate the FBI, and I hate the people that work for the FBI. But I was thinking, like, now if 
all of the manpower there was cut way down because we don't need that big of an FBI. Thank you. But if that FBI was only making sure that games aren't rigged, I'd be fine with them. I'd be like, okay, that's fine, you know. Right, if the, they inspected <laughs> gambling to make yeah. sure it was legit. If it, that's that would that's it. the kind of investigator we need. I hate I hate gambling laws also because like I think you they like a company should be allowed to have a game of skill where you can win money too. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that's what I want. Games of skill. I don't want just luck. What was what how did this happen? Over the course of nine years, they won $27 million. They played over and over for like 55 weeks, it says. Why do you play a second time after the first time? Well, you can know you can keep doing it. You know? I feel like you could just quit playing the lottery. After you win the first time, it's like, "Eh, I don't need to play this. See, so he he bought $3,400 worth of tickets to make $6,300. And then made $15,000 off of buying $8,000 worth of tickets. So it's just like a process where there's a certain amount of money where you're probably going to get it. But yeah. you have to put them in on your own every time. They can't random. It was the, this is what it was. Yeah. And so I think it was MIT. There was these, like, uh, there was They're these computer programmer shit. people that found it. MIT's always doing some shit over there. I don't know what that school's all about or anything, but they like love to hack gambling. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after they started it, after they started winning, they started a company like an investment company so that people could give them money and they would put it in the lottery and then pay them off so they could yeah. keep going. And then there was a group in MIT that figured out the same thing and them competing is what I think fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You should look it up. You have to look it up. I have to look it up. Yeah. It's good. Well, uh, I got one last thing I want to play here and get out of here tonight. So I, I saw this video on Twitter um, I want to give credit to the person that posted it because it fucking rules. Um, so this is from uh, Min Wag Three Max W. Oh my god, M I N W A G Three Max Rag Three. I don't know who it is. It, oh, it's Minimum Wage Maximum Rage, documenting the violent struggle of the ser- of the working class, and it's a, a parody account. And uh, so. Oh, what I want to say about this video to start out is this is a Burger King and this Burger King is on fire and there is a car parked at the second drive through window. Usually the money one, too. Yeah, they always tell you pull up to the second window now. They don't do the two window system, which never made sense anyway. Why do two windows? Well, yeah, they make you. Well, usually they make you pay and then do it. But I agree. The second window is usually shut down at this point. Yeah. So here we go. But this place is like, I just want to say, for those listening on the podcast, already covered in smoke at this point. There is, you can't see beyond the building. Yeah. So here we go. So these are the workers telling this person to move their car because the building is on fire. Right. You need to get out of here. The building's on fire. So she moves. She barely moves. She pulls her car to the right. And now she's getting out. About 10 feet. I don't give a fuck. I just moved. Now give me my fucking 
Well, I mean, I would be laughing too if my work got caught on fire. If I was standing in there and the fire started, it was probably funny that the fire started. Yeah, that's funny. I have that kind of fucking reaction to everything. Oh, shit, it's fire. It's a fire at work. I don't... So, I want to say on this, definitely willing to smack some people down. But initially, seeing somebody that is this worried about 1073, like, that, they are on the edge. Right. Like a white lady in a minivan, by the way. You just got to throw it out. True, true. Yeah. But for me, at this point, I would have just, like, went on to another Burger King. I wouldn't have expected them to jump back into the burning building and do a whole ass return for me. I feel like you could get the return pretty quickly from the internet, too. Yeah. You know, you send a quick email, boom, you get your return. Most, all of you, all of, I mean, the banks, credit cards, all of the card swiping shit. Most of us are not utilizing it, but you can call up and straight say, like, I didn't do this or I dispute that, and they'll fucking do it. Yeah. Here she goes. You're not serious? You're fucking stupid! Call people stupid? Bitch, that's why you work at Burger King! Oh, no. Okay, you... Oh, no. Here's the thing. You never say that to anybody. Yeah. But here's the thing. She is yelling at them, that's why you work at Burger King, but you are at Burger King... And it's on fire, and you're asking for ten seventy five. Yeah. So I don't think that that stone you ain't nobody can be thrown. <laughs> yeah. You sure as hell ain't nobody. Here's more. That's why you work at Burger King. Make a thirteen hour. Oh no, she's an athleisure and shit. She said we make ten dollars an hour working, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. This is one of those things too where you You are supposed to be ashamed because you work at Burger King and you make ten dollars an hour. But the fact is that's Burger King's fault. That's on Burger King. That's not on you. Yeah. You gotta fucking work. You gotta feed your fucking family. Yeah. You know? And and Burger King is the the reason you're not making ten dollars. You're making ten dollars an hour. But isn't it crazy the way that we hold it in our mind as like also the most honest work? Po- like there's a weird disconnect where people think, you know, if I was ever in trouble, I'd flip burgers and I'd be the best goddamn burger flipper that there was. You know yeah, that you yeah. know that trope. Yeah. People think people consider it as like uh, people in a, in a way consider it like this noble thing that. We all have to accept that one day we may have to flip a burger, but that I don't understand why that makes somebody a piece of shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, I mean, one of the things about, I mean, that's one of the main things that makes me nuts about, like, the way we talk about work here. Because it's like, um, you're supposed to get any job you can get if you can't find anything and a lot of us don't have an i didn't have a fucking network dude i didn't have some way to get in at some place my stepmom worked for nationwide insurance but there was no way she was gonna vouch for me yeah at fucking 19 years old to work at nationwide insurance which is understandable i wouldn't vouch for me either right you know but like uh most of us don't have much past like wherever our parents work yeah you know and uh, we don't know. You don't know anybody. I went to Groveport High School. There's not like a bunch of like entrepreneurs and fucking people that I can go to if I need work or something. 
you know, that I went to school with. And like, if we, we had, those jobs are necessary. They need to be done. Yeah. And it, it is a step in a direction towards, you know, a lot of people get those jobs and they really th yeah. seriously want to do it. You know, they want to get a, to be a manager or something like that, which is like, you know, we shouldn't be insulting people I mean, because they took a job that we didn't want to do. As far as I'm concerned, you need to be, you need to be rich enough that you aren't eating that fucking Burger King no more. Because if you're over, if you're here in the drive-through, you're just as fucking broke as I am. You you are just as fucking poor as everybody else. You aren't shit. You aren't balling. You aren't like on any other level if you're still eating this fucking slop that I'm putting together for $10 an hour, you know? Yeah. Like, that attitude just needs to be shut the fuck down on yeah. that principle. Like, yeah. get your catered fucking snails if you're that goddamn good. Like, yeah. we, we Burger King is for people that want a $10 fucking meal. Yeah. And you're, you're the person that wants that. You came up here in your vehicle that you're underwater on with your savings account that's <laughs> at zero and started yelling at us. You're yelling at me, yeah. Well, uh, that's the show. We will be back Sunday. We'll be back Sunday. Sunday taking and calls. Fucking who knows what happens with our live shows. It's all up yeah, in the air right now. Yeah, we plan to do every single one of them. Me and Brett plan to do every single one that we can. WrestleMania may not happen, but we don't know. Um, we are going to move forward right now as if the shows are happening in Florida. So come see us. Uh, you can go to streetfightradio.com. Has links to all of our live shows, including the one in Philadelphia, New York City, uh, Pittsburgh. All of those is available. Streetfightradio.com. Click. It's right on the main page. And also, please, 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 please sign up for bonus content on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Streetfightradio. Brian is doing uh, March Madness right now. He just did an episode about Don Cherry that people absolutely love. You're working on Holy Boys soon, which is going yeah. to be the... Uh, televangelists and money makers in the church so with a lot of great guests uh who do you got for march madness i got next week josh androsky or tomorrow that show will be out about colin cowherd i got jesse farrar i got will meniker and uh tom sexton so right pretty good list of guests there. wonderful yeah and uh, then and then after that ends the first episode after Shocktober airs is, uh, or is Shocktober. I'm sorry. After March Madness ends, there will be a Shocktober, then Holy Boys. So okay. we get a new Shocktober soon, too. Great. So thanks for listening to Street Fight. Support what we do. Head to store.streetfightradio.com to get tickets. Also, you can buy an injury to gumball as an injury to all t-shirts. We've got Icy Jake Terrorist Threats cassettes complete with bonus material and uh extra tracks that you can't get anywhere else on the tape and digitally uh and uh we've still got guys gals and non-binary pal shirts anything you want to do to support the show whether it's buy a shirt subscribe on patreon we appreciate it we're glad to spread this spread this mess across the u.s into bigger and better things and are happy are hoping to launch our means tv show very soon uh, and that's going to be a bigger and better endeavor that uh, is only possible because of folks like you so we'll see you this sunday peace
take everybody else down. Everybody.